Learning to be happy with Da. Hello again. In this episode, I'd like to discuss appreciation. You may recall that in a previous episode, we looked at the things we normally desire and asked, why? Why do I want that? Why do I want money? Why do I want a relationship? Why do I want that job? And asking why we always come down to the very same thing. We want to feel good, and we have some confidence that getting this thing is going to make us feel good. And we want different things only because we have different ideas and beliefs around what can and cannot make us happy. So what we really want is this pleasant feeling, and it was my suggestion that we ask quite specifically of ourselves, what feeling do I think this is going to give me? Am I trying to derive some security from this? Some joy, some excitement, some pleasure, whatever it may be. Try identifying what the feeling is that you desire. Then we also discussed how relying on material things like people, money, possessions, and so forth to feel good is ripe with limitations. Because all of these things require time. They occur in time and take time to get. So before you know it, all the things you wanted that you get have come and gone. And I suggested that if something can really make you happy, it should make you only feel good, never feel bad, and make you feel better the more that you have of it. And I offered four things, although there may be more. Appreciation, gratitude, love, and compassion. And we cannot enjoy anything if we don't appreciate it. Appreciation is what allows us to enjoy anything at all. So the reason you enjoy this type of music is because you appreciate it. The reason you're not able to enjoy some other kind of music is because you don't appreciate it. But what is appreciation? It's easy enough to say the word, but we never really feel as if it's something that we're doing on purpose. So how can we grow in appreciation when we don't really know what it is that we're doing in the first place? And that's a good question. Appreciation's not so much an action as a way of relating. It's not something that you do, but a way of seeing. And how can we change the way we see things? Well, this is one example. We want to consider the meaning of attractive and unattractive of beautiful and ugly. What do these words mean? Do they have any objective measurement? What defines beautiful? What defines ugly? What defines something as attractive and something else as repulsive? In reality, these words refer to feelings that we have and not objective measurements at all. We cannot look at something and say it's beautiful because of its color. It's beautiful because of its symmetry. It's beautiful because of its shape. In a way, these are almost like excuses. <laughs> we look at those things and we, fe- we look at something and feel it's beautiful. And we just decide that we enjoy its shape, its color. But how are the shape and the color of the object making us have this feeling? Making us find it beautiful? 
because it certainly doesn't do that to everyone. So when we say we love something or find it beautiful because of its appearance, that still doesn't really explain anything. It doesn't explain how the object makes us feel that way. Expressing that it's beautiful because of its shape, of its color, of its form, of its texture, whatever it may be, is in a way expressing that we believe the object in itself is beautiful, which means we fail to recognize that beauty's in the mind. Beauty is a subjective experience, a felt experience. Beauty is something that we project onto the world around us, as is ugliness. You only have to consider at least one thing in your life that you once found repulsive, that you now find beautiful. It could be, for many people, this is going to be some kind of insect. Or it could be a hairstyle or some sense of fashion that you once found really unattractive, but now you find attractive. And we see this with fashion, don't we? There's huge trends that last a decade where nearly everyone enjoys a certain style, and then that style changes, and the new generation thinks of it as outdated, as strange or ridiculous. Again, this is proof that only attitudes have changed. The material things themselves are the same. Now, what do we really want? We want to feel good. And if you're like me, then you'd like to feel good all the time. <laughs> and I think that's uh, something most people would agree with. If it were possible to feel good all the time, then that's what we would choose. And contemplating beauty allows us to realize its totally subjective nature. And in doing this, we can understand that beauty is a projection. With this understanding, there's a lot less effort involved than you'd imagine. You only need to want to find the world beautiful for things to start changing. Just like in another episode, when I described pleasant feelings and said we want to increase them in depth and duration by concentrating on the pleasant feeling in the absence of thoughts. For example, with love, Love is experienced as a joy at the thought of others' happiness. And we may at first remember something or be struck by something that has happened that brings about this loving feeling. But then we want to forget the details of the circumstance and concentrate on the feeling itself as it is in our body, in our heart and mind, and enjoy the feeling. Enjoying the pleasant feeling will cause it to increase in depth and duration. Well, since I just said that beautiful, or beauty, is also a feeling, then all we need to increase it is to concentrate upon it. So this is an exercise in mindfulness and concentration. There are many ways to approach this. You can try transforming things that are neutral, or you can try transforming things that appear unattractive to you. In either case, you look upon the object... Perhaps it's garbage in the street, or dog shit on the ground, or a cockroach, or something else that you often find repulsive. And you want to look at it and calm yourself as much as possible. Maybe do a breathing meditation, come into your body, listen to the sounds all around you. Just begin to relax. And as you look upon it, 
Recall beauty. Beauty the feeling. The feeling of finding something beautiful. You know, and you want to explore that. When you find something beautiful, don't you often find you have an affection for it? You find it intriguing. Almost magnetic. Joyful. Entertaining. To find something beautiful can embody all of this. So you contemplate these words, the experience of finding something beautiful, while you look at this neutral or unpleasant object. And then you may also ask yourself, what makes this unattractive? Is it the shape? Is it the color? How? How do those details make it unattractive? You need to bear witness in the present moment that the unattractiveness is a mental projection. This is what we're trying to accomplish, to recognize, in fact, that the object itself has no inherent qualities of being attractive or unattractive. We want to bear witness to our own projection and recognize in some sense that it's only because we believe it's unattractive that it appears unattractive. And really the whole practice of meditation is realizing what a thought is, that a thought is just a thing we don't need to believe in, that our thoughts are spontaneous, not arising from free will in the way that we imagine. When we realize thoughts have effects, and they're like actions in the way that they produce our feelings, with this understanding we stop assuming that one thought is true and another false. We see there are no true or false thoughts, only thoughts and their effects and how they make us feel. So in the end, our mind is responsible for making us happy and unhappy. Our mind is responsible for perceiving the world as repulsive or attractive. And I can say from experience that the more I've meditated on this, the more beautiful the world has become to me. More beautiful than I could possibly have imagined before. And I'm not exaggerating. It's really quite incredible that at least once a day, if not many times a day, I see an ordinary object and I'm almost stunned, like my thoughts cease, my mind goes silent, and I'm awestruck by its beauty, its magnificence. And part of this as well is appreciating the fact that I don't really know what anything is. This is part of beauty, is the mystery. So long as we perceive things as ordinary, it will be difficult for us to appreciate them or to find it beautiful. You know, it may seem to you as if you have several marbles on the table and they look the same. And this creates the sense that it is just a marble, a marble. You look at any of them and think that is just a marble. But in reality, it is that marble. And the other marble is a different marble. In truth, these objects are unique, and you just can't tell the difference. But seeing one doesn't mean that you've seen the other. In a similar way, our mind gets habituated to the things we see every day, and to the things we have named and labeled, which gives us the mistaken impression that we know what they are. Like the word tree. We walk down the street and see many trees, and our mind doesn't really focus on them, thinking that is just a tree. It is of no consequence to me. And instead, of course, our mind is focusing on thoughts of the future or the past, 
things that seem relevant to the story of me. Our mind is busy thinking about how to get what we want and avoid the things we do not want. So we need to be more present. We need to look upon the world around us and stop thinking that is just a table, that is just a tree, that is just a this, just a that, and really see what it is. And this is an opportunity to remember that we don't know what atoms are. We can say all we want that atoms are made of protons and neutrons, and those are made of subatomic particles and so forth. But when does it end? We're just naming things upon things upon things. And we can also appreciate the mystery of objects by breaking them down into their parts and realizing what a label really is. What is a tree? A tree is bark. It has leaves. It has branches. It has roots. And what are the branches made of? What are the leaves made of? What are the roots made of? All the parts of any object are made of other parts, are made of other parts. And the nature of all those parts, just like Adam's, as I said, is unknowable. As ordinary as things appear, in truth they're a mystery to us. This is part of appreciating the world around us, understanding that things are not what they seem to be, and perhaps as well by recognizing that that same emptiness, that same unknowableness of any object is the same as all the others. In a way, it's divine, a divine likeness among all things. And in this way, the beauty of this nothingness, the beauty of this mystery is the same, no matter what object you look upon. And it may be hard for you to imagine this experience, but I'm speaking from my own experience, that when I look upon the beauty of that emptiness, that unknowableness, when I look upon any object and know that I don't know what it is, when it appears to me as mysterious and unknown, the beauty of that is equal no matter what I'm looking at. As I said, whether it's garbage in the street or a flower, the beauty of that mystery is equal. One thing does not appear more beautiful than another to me. For me, beauty is almost like a mood or an energy that falls upon me. It comes over me for minutes or for hours, in which the world itself and all things within it appear astoundingly beautiful. So much so I wander around going, wow, 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 and I can hardly speak at all, but say wow. Now this is an experience not many people know, but I want to let you know <laughs> that it's possible to see the world in this way, for the whole entire world to only appear attractive, mysterious, beautiful. And the reason this is possible is because beauty is in our mind, because ugliness is in the mind. By bearing witness to the moment we project these things, a natural wisdom arises in which the mind fulfills our desires. The mind begins to fulfill our deepest intentions. We work with the mind and not against it. And so as an exercise, I suggest you spend at least five minutes every day if you can to sit still in your room, on the bus, outside, wherever you may be, to spend five minutes. Look around carefully at all the different objects and try to appreciate the detail 
of everything as much as possible. The texture, the color, the shape. Look at things that are hanging, suspended, leaning. Imagine you can feel the force around them that's keeping them in place, the friction that's holding them down, the gravity upon them. And touch those objects with your mind. And what I mean by that is imagine the sense of touching them without reaching out to touch those things. Touch them with your mind. Feel their surfaces. Feel their texture. Allow the senses to expand so that what is seen is also felt. And so, as I said in this practice, look around the room and don't label anything. Don't say to yourself, I'm admiring the chair, I'm admiring the table, I'm admiring the trees, I'm admiring the bench, I'm admiring that person. Don't even say these things. Just see. Just see the colors and the shapes. Recall the feeling of beauty. Recall the mystery of really not knowing what these things are. You're just going to have to try it and... See for yourself what I mean. It may be slow going in the beginning, but I promise, if you practice in this way by spending time each day to look around you and project beauty onto everything, that the world will in turn, in time, appear far more beautiful to you in every way. And it does reach a point where the beauty is something that you previously could never have imagined. And so rather than pursue those things you already find beautiful, as this pursuit requires lots of time, effort, money, and energy, rather learn to see the world, the present, and everything within it as beautiful. And then you will be rich. Rich and independent. And I hope you enjoyed that. I hope there's something there for you to make use of in your everyday life. We'll catch you next time. Bye.